In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review for the week ending July the 11th, 2014, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Gina McCarthy held a press call this past Tuesday to discuss the waters of the U.S. The proposed rule, which is designed to clarify and protect our nation's waters under the Clean Water Act, has been questioned by many in agriculture. So she explained in her talk why they are moving forward with this rule. Our proposal actually aims to ensure waters that are vital to human health and natural resources that we rely on, all of us, are actually protected from pollution. And while there are some legitimate concerns out there with the rule and many issues that we teed up ourselves in the rule to try to seek comment, we're hearing some concerns that really are, to put frankly, they're ludicrous. And I want to dismiss some of those myths about the proposal. Uh, For example, some people say that EPA is going to be regulating small, unconnected waters, including puddles on lawns, driveways, and playgrounds. Now, that's just silly. And some say that EPA is going to regulate every last ditch. Well, that's also not true. In this proposal, for the first time ever, we're making it clear that we don't regulate all dishes. Again, we're just looking at what science tells us can have a significant impact on downstream water quality. But more than 90 ag organizations submitted comments to the EPA regarding the proposed water to the U.S., saying the interpretive rule binds farmers and ranchers with new, specific legal obligations under the Clean Water Act. But McCarthy's travels this week was part of an outreach effort to try and counter those and other criticisms about the rule. Some say we're regulating groundwater. Again, that is absolutely not true. Our proposal is very clear. We do not regulate groundwater. We do not even regulate tile drainage systems. They don't need permits. And some say that our proposal means you need to get a permit if your cattle walks across a stream. Well, that's also ludicrous. If cattle cross a wet field or a stream, that is normal farming practices. All normal farming practices are exempt, period. McCarthy did say they are committed to listening to farmers and ranchers about the proposed rule and will take their feedback into account, but the ag groups are still asking EPA to withdraw the recent guidance concerning when farmers must seek Clean Water Act permits for a long list of normal farming activities near wetlands. Also this week, we reported that organic processed products certified in the U.S. or Korea can now be labeled as organic in either country. That gives U.S. organic farmers and food manufacturers an easier, more direct pathway into the Korean market. And Alonzo, administrator of USDA's Ag Marketing Service, said this organic agreement with Korea is the latest in what has been a very successful trade relationship with that country. We have a strong uh, bilateral trade relationship with them. In fact, in 2013, Korea was the sixth largest market for U.S. ag exports, and the United States provides about a quarter of Korea's ag imports. Uh, And, of course, we have a a Korea-U.S. free trade agreement, CHORUS, and so we enjoy that relationship. And Miles McAvoy with USDA's National Organic Program said this is a big plus for both U.S. organic farmers and food manufacturers. They don't have to then get duplicative inspections and certifications to the Korean standards in order to sell their products into the Korean market. So it really uh, decreases their regulatory burden and the fees that they would have to incur in order to access that market. This deal serves as another foundation for future organic traders arrangements between the U.S. and other partners. Also this week, we reported that the Georgia Cattlemen's Association has formed a search committee for a new executive vice president as Josh White has announced he is leaving. 
White told me he's accepted a position with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Our family's packing up and moving to Denver in August. I've accepted the position of executive director of the producer education team there at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. So it'll be a new chapter, a new adventure. Um, certainly going to miss the folks in Georgia and Georgia's home. I also have a few cows here, but it's an opportunity to uh, continue making an impact for the industry, which is just really a passion of mine. And so I look at it as still part of the team, just in a different location and going to be offering some support back here to the office as the transition, you know, is made to a new executive. I know a search committee has been appointed, but it'll take a little while to get somebody in here. White, who serves as executive vice president for both the Georgia Cattlemen's Association and Georgia Beef Board, said his last day there is August the 4th. And to wrap up the podcast, Everett Griner had a story this week about how what we eat is costing us more and more. Americans are eating less meat. So what else is new? Everybody knows the price. But everything we eat is costing more. See, that's because it's costing farmers more to grow it. Next to meat, fruit, and nut prices have gone up the most. Vegetables at the bottom. Here's the latest calculations now. We eat an average of 19 pounds of pork. We still keep the grill going with an average of 25 pounds of beef a year. And chicken has moved to the top. 30 pounds per person. And this was a shock even to me. A lot of that meat is imported. Our farmers aren't producing enough. That adds up to 74 pounds of meat a year. But we all know that averages don't tell the real story. Some of us eat less than 10 pounds of meat a year altogether. Income determines how well we eat whether it's meat, fruit, or vegetables. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast AgNet. Don't forget, you can find these stories along with all of our reports from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. I'm Randall Wiseman, Southeast AgNet.